Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like not paying attention to a safety demonstration on a flight. Most of the time, you'll probably be fine. But what if one day that yellow mask drops down and you don't know what to do with it? It's better to be safe than sorry. And the same applies to your online activity. Every time you connect to an encrypted network in a cafe, hotel, or airport, any hacker on the same network can access your personal data, including your passwords and financial details. And it doesn't take much for hackers to hack. All you got to have is some cheap hardware. Your data is valuable. Hackers can make up to $1,000 per person selling your personal information on the dark web. But ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that hackers can't steal your sensitive data. It's so secure it would take a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past ExpressVPN's encryption. I love how easy it is to use ExpressVPN. All you got to do is fire up the app and click one button to get protected. Plus, it works across all your devices, your phone, laptop, tablets, and more. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash wire. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash wire to get an extra three months free. Expressvpn.com slash wire. The Denver Nuggets are NBA champions for the first time ever. The Las Vegas Golden Knights hoisted the Stanley Cup trophy. And on three sports founder Shannon Terry stops by to talk SEC football schedule release. I'm Jake Crane. Check it out and more on Crane Cup. Hey, everybody out there listening, thank you guys. If you have a little bit of time today, share the show, whether you're just on an Apple podcast, Spotify, doesn't matter. Leave us a five-star review. Helps in that algorithm so we can continue giving you the sports show that you grew up loving. Now, I want to address something I saw on the timeline yesterday a ton before these schedules got released. You can accuse the SEC of being the most fanatical and, and crazy, okay? You can accuse them of caring too much about football. If they played on Sunday, people wouldn't go to church. But accusing the league of being top-heavy only exposes you as being a casual. I saw this all over social media yesterday and have even seen respected college football analysts, guys that pretty much know what they're talking about, mutter this nonsense. And if you actually don't put bias in it and you call it straight, it's really not even a conversation. Now look, every schedule isn't created equally, we know that. And while some schedules are tougher than others, calling any SEC schedule easy makes absolutely no sense either. Those two arguments, for lack of a better term, are hot dog water, all right? Now deconstructing the top-heavy comment is probably the easiest one to deconstruct. No other conference has had more than three different teams win a national title since 2000, okay? That's over two decades. The SEC has had five, and two of the teams from the Big 12 are coming to the SEC next year. Now, the NFL draft hasn't been dominated by only two teams in the SEC either, but all of them, basically, outside of Vanderbilt, take away Bama and UGA from last year's draft, and the Southeastern Conference would still have 10 more players drafted than the ACC, 12 more than the Big 12, and 15 more than the Pac-12. Now, when it comes to having an easy schedule, ask yourself this. Which team outside of the SEC would have had a better year if they were in the SEC than they did in their own conference? There may be one or two, if, if I'm just being nice. 
Now, the hardest part about the SEC is the grind of having to go through the schedule. They're really in a week off. You can insert the Vandy joke anywhere you want. And that doesn't mean if you're a fan of a team outside of the league that you don't matter or the team's not important. But the slander is unfounded and it's just flat out wrong. Now, I wish they'd go to a nine-game schedule. You've heard me talk about that. But I also live in reality. And any coach who's being honest would tell you that the SEC is the hardest league to navigate through. Texas and Oklahoma are about to find this out. Now, I love that each team in the league is going to have to play either Texas or OU in 2024. And at the end of the day, you either want to smoke or you don't. It's pretty simple. You don't have to be Pythagoras to figure that one out. So for the casuals out there questioning the depth or toughness of the SEC, grow up, Peter Pan. And to quote the great philosopher Lil Tunchi, women lie, men lie, but numbers don't lie. I'm going to bring in my co-host and former Big Ten Correct, which I think the Big Ten's the second best conference out there. There's going to be a couple that may give a run for their money. Uh, And Michigan and Ohio State, been just about as good as anybody out there for the past couple years, and it looks like that's not slowing down. Uh, And obviously my my brother and former Western State Colorado wide receiver, Blaine Crane. And uh, David, we're going to jump into some of the superlatives of of these schedules, but it it always amazes me. And and look, I'm, I'm from the state of Alabama, okay? I mean, you're from the state of Georgia, you went and played at Michigan. Blaine's obviously from the same state I am. And, and there are really good teams and good conferences outside of the SEC. But when I see it, and look, fans are one thing. It's short for fanatical. I get it. It's, it's, the SEC is easy to hate. But at some point, when I see respected college football analysts, guys that played at a high level, guys that typically that, that we have on the show sometimes, that espouse stuff that makes sense, that understands what personnel groupings are, that knows what formations are, that knows route combinations you need to run against certain coverages and what works and and what doesn't. Say these crazy things. It's got to just be for clicks, First of all, right? I, just, I love that we're talking about the college football schedules for next season. Not even the one coming I know, up now, right? Only in college football. That's exactly uh, You right. talk about being top-heavy and, and the success that the Big Ten had last year on finally getting two teams out of the four in the college football playoff. That was awesome. That was very exciting. But they were top-heavy last year. Yeah. I don't think the Big Ten, you were talking about being the second-best conference, despite making up 50% of the college football playoff, top to bottom, the Big Ten wasn't the second-most exciting conference to watch last Exciting? Year. I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I like the games that. in the Big 12 and the Pac-12 last year were, I thought, more exciting than watching a lot of the games in the Big Ten. Now, Penn State was, I think, that third-best that third best team. And look, Wisconsin's going to be better. The Big Ten's going to get it figured yeah. out top to bottom. But the, this SEC schedule, I kind of want to just dive right into some of these uh, these schedules here that we're talking about. Another thing on the difficulty of a schedule, to your point, is it depends, too, on what kind of team you have. Like, I would rather have Georgia's team and play Georgia's schedule this upcoming yeah, season and- <laughs> than have UMass's team and play UMass's schedule, exactly right? right? But some of the, I mean, like, let's just talk about Alabama for a second. So Alabama's going to go on the road to LSU, Oklahoma, Tennessee, and then out of conference, Wisconsin next year. Okay, so they're going to have Wisconsin out of conference. And then your home games are Auburn, Georgia. For only the fifth time in 20 years, they're going to play Georgia in the regular season. South Carolina, you still get Missouri at home. Like, that's that's a tough schedule. You, you, you know what I find, like, the craziest thing is that Nick Saban came out and said, listen, I don't want to do the – I don't want to play Auburn, Tennessee, and LSU every year. So what they do in 2024, they gave them Auburn – 
They gave him LSU. They gave him Tennessee. They gave him Georgia, and they gave him Oklahoma. Oklahoma, too. <laughs> it's like it's the first time I've seen Alabama kind of get the short end of the stick, yeah. and you brought up Georgia's schedule. Look, it's impossible to make an even schedule for everybody, right? Like, that'll just never happen because teams are different, and, and it's kind of cyclical. Uh, but there is always a schedule that, that the hardest team that has – you know, the quote-unquote hardest schedule in the conference and the team that has the quote-unquote shortest schedule. It's kind of the Ben Affleck, Bruce Willis, Armageddon. Oh, no, I pushed you in, in back into the space shuttle when I was drew, drew the short end of the straw there. So you, you can make an argument within conference. Uh, but, Blaine, when, when you saw these schedules come out last night and then you kind of hear this, this stuff on social media, and look, I know it's social media and a lot of it's clickbait, and, I mean, we're talking about it right now. But didn't it just blow your mind to see people that know what they're talking about say stupid stuff? <clears throat> no, it's 2023. People just make stuff up or down any hill that's wrong. It's not about facts. It's not about being right. It's just about saying things that are just hot and trendy. It's hot. Why are we even talking about this? It's the SEC. Like, you can, you can look at a lot of conferences. Like, well, it's top-heavy. It's this and that. When it comes to the SEC, buddy, just like most conferences, it's it's just it's just different. You can say, oh, even you brought it up. Well, even Vandy's a joke. Well, hell, Vandy beat Kentucky and Florida last year. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what they walk into this year. Vandy's getting a better team. I don't care. The worst team in the SEC, and in the words of DeMarcus Cousins, it's not a walk in the park over here. It's never going to be easy when it comes to Alabama's schedule. People make fun of Georgia's schedules all the time. But the teams Georgia had to run through, I mean— Ohio State, TCU, I mean, LSU. I mean, it's it's never easy. There's no excuses. People just Tennessee. run, Tennessee, people just running thing, running out of things to talk about. Because yeah. I just don't know why. There's so many SEC haters when it comes to college football. It blows my mind. And I, people need to start worrying about their own conferences. Because it's getting better. The Pac-12 might be the second best conference this year. And, maybe, and then they're not going to be And maybe an argument anymore. for the best conference this year. Because what's the SEC returning? Not a lot of what? Not a lot of quarterbacks. When it comes to the trenches, give me the SEC every time. When it comes to the quarterbacks, now you can start talking about other conferences, other teams, and other leagues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I do want to say this, too. With Texas and Oklahoma, and, and I haven't seen this as much from Oklahoma. I'm starting to learn— not that I didn't know this, or, or but again, when it kind of comes into your realm, you 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 understand it more. I think Oklahoma fans are a little more realistic about coming to the SEC than some Texas fans. Not all Texas fans. I don't want to paint everybody with a broad brush, but I'm seeing a lot of Texas fans talk like like they're Bama or somebody like that. No, no, you're not. Okay, you haven't won anything in a long time, and if you think it's going to get easier over here, and the first person that'll tell you that is Sark. So two Texas fans and to some Oklahoma fans, you better strap in. This isn't like when Missouri came over to the league, snuck into the SEC championship game, and got absolutely, you know, full throttled Charlie's Angels 3. You're going to come over here and take some licks, all right? Not that you can't compete or not that you're not a great addition. Obviously, you're a great addition. But some of these Texas fans are talking wild, and you are setting yourself up to get absolutely slapped around in this league. I'm just telling you, don't. The players won't. Sark won't. He's been in it. So I just I wanted to make sure and say that, but it's not all Texas fans. And we're going to talk to some some Big 12 guys uh, next week we've got lined up. I'm, I'm interested to see that. But I, I, let's go through, Cone, a couple more of these superlatives uh, before so we get to the booster. This is here. Oklahoma's schedule here. Now, keep in mind, only three of these will be true home games because they're going to play Texas in the Cotton Bowl, and they're designated to be a home team there. So that's one thing that's interesting, kind of has some Oklahoma fans a little bit upset, but that's just how you get the short end of the stick with one of those neutral sites games. I want to talk about Texas's schedule real quick, because here's what Texas is going to have. Keep in mind, in oh. 2024, first of all, Texas goes to Ann Arbor. 
to play Michigan on the road for the opening of this home-and-home. Home. So for, before we even get to the SEC schedule, the Longhorns will go to the Wolverines. Then you're going to go to Arkansas. You get Vandy at home, Oklahoma at that neutral site like we talked about. On the road to Mississippi State and Auburn back-to-back. Alabama at home, go on the road to Death Valley and LSU. And then they end the game, uh, end the season against Texas A&M at home. Texas, Texas A&M. First Can't time since that. 2011, 119th meeting. Well, you know, I, and I heard people say, and, and look, I get it, Auburn and LSU not playing. Auburn and LSU, is, it's, it's a rivalry, right? I mean, it's, I know that divisions are going to be gone, but you look at the SEC West, uh, it's, it's been a rivalry in the SEC West. But you have people and our good friend Tim Brando, you know, upset that some of these games are happening. But we get Texas and Texas A&M. Yes. Like, you get some of these other games, and it's not like that game's going to go away. And I know that, that there's some matchups that, that we still haven't seen in the SEC for like 20 years that we're not going to see in 2024, but eventually we're going to get that. That's why I'm glad we're not going to divisions. But I, it's, I find it just not hypocritical, but kind of shocking that people are like, oh, no. Auburn's not going to play LSU and this, this, that, and the other. But we get Texas and Texas A&M. Yeah. We get some, we get Oklahoma and Arkansas. Mm-hmm. We, we get some of these other games. So it's, it's like, you know, Isaac Newton or one of those, you know, old scientists, whatever, said, you know, mass or energy cannot be created nor destroyed, whatever it is. It's the same thing in this case. You may lose some, but you're going to gain some. So I, I want to make sure we, we get that out of the way, too. But no, that's a uh, whoo. I want to talk about Florida for a second, yep. too, just because, LSU, you know, just because uh, it's really interesting with some of these schools that have in-state, out-of-conference rivals. So here's Florida's home schedule for 2024. Kentucky, Ole Miss, LSU, Texas A&M, Miami, mm. Central Florida, and then they'll get Sanford. And then on the road, Tennessee, Texas, Florida State, Mississippi State, and then you'll get Georgia at your, at your neutral site in the cocktail party. Guys, Florida 2024, I mean, that's insane. Well, and, and you remember, remember, Blaine, when they talked about, you know, going to the nine-game conference schedule and some teams were like, we don't, we can't get out of our 2024 non-conference game. Well, you're finding out what some of these non-conference games are in 2024. It's an absolute fist fight. Uh, so that kind of lends more credence to not going to the nine yet. What do you expect? Like, what do you expect? Like, it's... You're in the SEC, dude. Like, you know, like even your out of conference game, you you play a tough couple games. Like, it's every year. It's every year with every team. It's never going to be easy. All right. And if you want to look, I'm, I've said this a while ago. Look, Bill, this is Billy Napier's last year coaching in Florida. Coming up, he's you done. Think it. So. You don't even For think sure. he makes it. You need no, makes it. No, I don't. I've said this when he got hired. I'm surprised he made it past two years. What is Graham? Is Graham from Wisconsin to come ball out in Florida? Yeah. No, he's not. I'm just saying. There's always going to be some coach, some team that's going to come complain about something. It's like the one team out of the 68 teams who make the college uh, basketball NCAA tournament. The last one's going to complain about something. It's never going to be easy. You know what you can do? Trick your guys on believing you're only supposed to win seven games. Like Kirby did. Like Kirby Smart, all right? If you want to complain, then complain. Hell, even Nick Saban's going to complain. It, it doesn't matter. It is what it is. Strap it up. Get your ass on the field and let's go play football. Tell them what, what do you say about excuses? Uh, if I wanted to uh, talk about excuses, I talk to prisoners. That's exactly right. <laughs> it's the truth. All right, we're gonna get to the Booster Club. Uh, I can I can feel the heat coming off that. We got live calls as well. One eight five five two three six three two two eight. Tell us how you feel. It can be about anything, but it's time to take your style to the next level. All right, dressing for success. 
can only help you look better and be more confident. So whether you're attending an important meeting, networking event, or you simply want to impress your colleagues, or I don't know, maybe that girl who won't go out with you because you don't dress good, our friends at Indochino have everything you need. From business casual, dress shirts, camp shirts, even blazers, like they played for UAB, Indochino offers a wide variety of options for every occasion. And it's not just shirts, all right? Indochino has high-end suits at affordable prices. Now you can look great at every event. David, show it to him. All right, boys. Show him that bad boy. Indochino suit, fresh out of the box. Love to see it. Here we go. They even make them if you're nine feet tall like David. Yes, they do. Made to measure, no matter how tall you are. Good-looking suit. Look at that, boys. How about that? Hey. You love to see it. it. All right, so so the ordering process, David, was pretty easy for you. I'm oh, yeah. They make it really simple. Stream Put in your sizes. Send it straight to the house, boys. You love to see it. And Indochino's camp shirts are the perfect addition to your summer wardrobe. So just look. Go check out their site. Browse through the options. They literally have a shirt perfect for the beach, the barbecue, camping, and any occasion, really. A few of our favorites, the pineapple banana shirt. All right, I, I do an order for one of those. Fierce Tiger shirts and classic florals. Uh, you can see the pictures we have up there. So take your style to the next level with Indochino. All right, go to Indochino.com. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. Use our code BOOSTER, B-O-O-S-T-E-R, to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more, which is nothing compared to what you're going to spend in other places for this type of stuff. All right, you're not going to be able to pay $100 and look good. This is in 1940. All right, so go to Indochino.com, use our code BOOSTER, and send us a picture, all right? Because if you look good enough, we may put it on the screen. Ooh. And even if you don't, we'll pretend you do. We're not body shaming anybody on here, unless you're Lizzo. All right, what's going on in the Booster Club? Go to Chris E, hashtag Ask Crane Company. Why do I feel like the Big Ten and the SEC don't ever play each other uh, out of conference games? Although I know Penn State played Auburn last year. We're Texas, Texas, Michigan. Michigan. I mean, you you look at it. Seems that they don't play each other until you get to the college football playoff. Um, it's an ESPN Fox. Thing. It's it, it, at the end of the day, a lot of it does come down to the TV situation. I was glad that that Penn State played Auburn home in a way. I thought that was a really good rivalry. I've always thought. Just like you had in basketball, I think it'd be cool and it's doable in football. And I've said this for three years. You should have like a like a Big Ten SEC challenge. Yeah. Like in like, and I know it's not as easy logistically in basketball when you know you play so many games. But but I've always found that you know kind of fascinating. But it typically, you see the SEC, ACC, uh, see a little bit of Big Twelve SEC. Now you see Big Twelve coming to the SEC. Don't see a ton of Pac-12 SEC. A lot of it, you know, regionally and geographically. Guys typically don't want to go across the country, and that's why you're seeing, I think, now a lot of neutral site games, you know, like that Black Eyed Peas song where you just meet me halfway. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, again, I'm all for seeing more Big Ten SEC. Yeah, I agree with Josh Pate the other day when he said he wants to see more conference cross-pollination earlier in the yeah. season, and we always love that. I'm already pumped for this Texas-Michigan home-and-home matchup, but— Fewer teams are more teams are going to be reluctant to schedule that now that you get more of these, you know, USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten, Texas, Oklahoma joining the SEC. But I think we'll get more of it at the back end when the college football playoff is expanded. And that's another thing with these 2024 schedules. Remember, that will be the first year of the 12 team playoff. So stronger the schedule, better chance you have getting in, better chance of controlling your own destiny because the term bubble team is not going to be just for college basketball now. Let's go to JC. He says he's upset Georgia did get Texas and Alabama not traveling to Athens. Haven't been there since 2015. Yeah, again, there's going to be a couple, but I'm looking at Georgia. Georgia does get Texas. Georgia goes to Texas in 2024. They get Auburn at home. They get Florida at home. They get Mississippi State at home. They get Tennessee at home. They go on the road to Bama, 
Kentucky, Ole Miss, and Texas. So Georgia. So I'm not seeing that, man. Yeah, I've got it right here. Uh, SEC dropped it. Uh, this is from the Southeastern Conference, um, and you can see it right there. Uh, the Southeastern Conference uh, Twitter handle that released it yesterday. So that's interesting because the one the schedule that I see doesn't the Texas 2024 schedule doesn't have Georgia coming to them. Yeah, I got it right here. It's from the uh, the SEC one, I, and I'm going straight off the Southeastern Conference's Twitter handle. All right, what else we got over there? We have, let's go to Texas said, what's up, Texas said? He says, what is a team that got hosed the most on the 2024 schedule? He is voting Georgia. And I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at, looking at Bama's, it, Bama's in a walk in the park either. I mean, I, I would, it's funny that Georgia and Bama would have two of the hardest ones when they've been kind of the top dogs, uh, but it just goes to show you it comes down to the matchups and the money. I mean, Bama's got Auburn at home. Bama's got Auburn, Georgia at home, which is obviously going to be tough games. LSU on the road, Oklahoma on the road, Tennessee on the road. Uh, they do have Vandy. They do get Missouri at home. They do get South Carolina at home. But, I mean, South Carolina, you never know in Missouri, but South Carolina I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park with what Shane's doing over there. I think South Carolina, though, speaking of the Gamecocks, I guess you could say maybe got one of the most favorable schedules in 2024. You get LSU at home, Ole Miss at home, Missouri at home, A&M at home. You do go to Bama. You go to Kentucky, you go to Oklahoma, you go to Vandy. So you did get Vandy, you did get Kentucky, you did get Ole Miss, you did get Missouri. I would say South Carolina's up there from a favorability standpoint uh, as well. But look, you can go through and kind of pot mark each team and and say, oh, well, well, this is the easier part, this is the hardest part. It's n- None of it is easy. Georgia will go to Texas, and they're the same as uh, Oklahoma because they get yeah. three conference home exactly. games because the Florida's a neutral site. All right, well, nothing, no one is a walk in the park in the SEC. No. Nobody is. No. All right, let's go to CG87343, $10 donation. Appreciate it, brother. So, well, why do SEC teams play such cream puff teams? I get they have non-conference games, so why not make it a challenge? I'd rather watch Alabama play play UCLA or even BYU rather than uh, Louisiana Monroe. Well, uh, okay, we're talking about one week out of the year, right? All right, Alabama's played one of the... Look, look at Alabama's non-conference schedules and starting out since mm-hmm. Saban's been there. Look, one... We talked about this with Josh Pate. One week of playing... What's the difference between Louisiana Monroe and playing UNLV, like we talked about? Oh, well, you know, one's... You, it just... It blows my mind how you play one... That, that'd be like saying, you know what? I don't eat bread all year. I don't eat bread all year. But on Christmas, I'll eat a gingerbread cookie. Oh, well, you, you don't eat good. That's like saying that this... It's that argument to me is such a and and I appreciate the donation. It's such a bad argument. It's you, it's one week. It's one week. And you know the funny part? Those teams, those Louisiana Monroe's or whatever, and we see this in other conferences all the time. They play teams that aren't very good. But you don't ever hear about that. Why? Because it's not the SEC, right? So it's I, I just I get so tired of hearing that. It's good for Louisiana Monroe. They get money. All right, they get paid. It's not like Louisiana Monroe's paying to come get their ass kicked. But when you play this schedule, if I'm the head coach, schedule me three Louisiana Monroe's. Give me three of them, especially with Texas and Oklahoma coming to the SEC. So what? Who do you want me to play now? I mean, you got who did you say, David? Texas going to Michigan? Yeah. They're going to play Michigan? Mm-hmm. You got Florida playing Miami? What the hell else do you want? I like that. I mean, that's good. That's good. I would rather Texas go play Michigan than play, you know, some smaller school in Texas. I like, we only get 12. We only get 12. Yeah, but I mean, that, David, the SEC, when you look at the non-conference, I can go through. 
Most of the biggest LSU's playing Florida State week one. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And to your point on Alabama, Alabama has been leading the country in this. Alabama for the last 10 years has been scheduling anyone and everyone Miami, that can get their Florida hands on. State. I can go down the list. You know, but yeah, I mean, look, we only it's college football. You only get 12 of them. I don't want to watch Alabama play Louisiana Monroe. You know, I, I get that some of these schools they get money for having the teams come come play them. But uh yeah, I mean like look, schedule schedule the toughest the toughest uh, games you can, the most marquee games that you can. I know that you can't put it on the coaches because the coaches want to win the most games possible. That's why the athletic directors have to step in and say, Hey, we're gonna schedule these programs from across the conferences for to get the most eyeballs on college football. Yeah, and if you said, Okay, no more Louisiana and Rhodes, then you're gonna have to put in another bye week. You're gonna have to put in another bye week on the year. Cause it's it's one of the reasons that game is played right. and it's where it's played is because it's such a battle of attrition going through each week. Okay, take out Louisiana Monroe. Yeah, let's put it. Let's put in Ohio State. Okay, great. Great. Nobody's gonna do that because it's not smart. All right, but the only way is if you put in another bye week. That's I think you're way. right. I think players would like that too. You know, no, it makes I don't think players are a little longer, take. and you're already backed up against Thanksgiving, and you can't True. really. You, but I think play, that bye week was so crucial yeah. to getting a rest on your body. I think players wouldn't mind two of them. All right, one, one more. Remember, donations get read first. Um, timely on the donations. So Ryan Gade, five dollar donation. Appreciate it. Ryan says Jason get Indochino suit and the colors of a French flag. I think he'd look great in that. Look, I'm, yeah. I'm, I think he would look great. It's going to be crazy when y'all find out I've really worked for the CIA this whole time and for America just doing stuff. It's just going to be crazy when that when that drops. Nah. No. It's Behind not, enemy lines, too. Sounds Where's like such a French spy day? thing to say right there. Right? Oh, yeah. Let's go to Cole Frank, $2 donation. Let's is. surprise, surprise. wonder what this is. LeBron is uh, mid. MJ's a goat. Hashtag Trader Jake for life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, wow. I'm just so glad this turned death, into a thing. Death taxes and Cole Frank. I'm just so glad know. it turned into a thing. All right, let's go to SGB Trust Tree. The last two seasons, UGA has beaten Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, LSU, Clemson, Florida, Auburn. Oh, it's not good enough, though. Tennessee twice in Oregon. I don't want to hear crap about they don't play anymore. Yeah, it's such a yeah. false argument. It's like, Again, it's just, I guess you're so sick of, of just seeing the SEC win that you just you can't stand it. Not Canyon. just beat those teams. Yeah, 65 like, to 7. Stomped all of them down. They have to put a special counsel together to find out what happened with TCU. But you don't need to put a special counsel together to figure out what's for dinner. And that's our friends over at HelloFresh. They deliver mouth-watering, chef-crafted recipes and fresh ingredients to your door so you can spend your summer doing well, whatever you want. And if you don't know... All right, you got Taco Tuesdays, uh, obviously every week, and HelloFresh has an amazing recipe for their one-pan Santa Fe pork tacos with Monterey Jack and cilantro lime slaw. Look, it's Thursday. All right, but you can call it Taco Thursday. Doesn't matter. It's still delicious. All right, these tacos are just one of 40 recipes to choose from weekly with the options to please even the pickiest eaters. You'll always find meals everyone at the table will enjoy. They have new snacks, meals, and more to add to your weekly order, like their fun s'mores bundle. S'more what? S'more deliciousness. How about that? All right? And it's perfect for summer fun with your kids and with friends. And with so much variety, there are options for everyone and every lifestyle. So do us a favor. Help support the show as well. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Booster16. Not just Booster. It's HelloFresh.com slash Booster16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. That's right. 16 free meals. All right? You don't get that anywhere else. All right, so uh, go to HelloFresh.com slash Booster16. Make sure to use that promo code. It's Booster16, HelloFresh.com slash Booster16. America's number one meal kit. Oh, hello, hello. Guess what? You're fresh.
How about that? Let's get to uh, rapid fire here, Connie. Hit the All button. right. First up, I have a button for that. Yes, you do. First up, the Denver Nuggets, NBA champs, boys. Nikola Jokic and the gang closed it out in five. Yeah. Called it. Flaming called it in five. Uh, we had it in six, yep. I believe. Uh, was surprised Miami wasn't able to win uh, game four at home. I thought they'd find a way, but then when I saw Stephen A. Smith and all them pick the heat, I knew it was doomed. Uh, but we had already <laughs> done the show that morning, so we were screwed either way. But you got to give credit to the Nuggets. I've talked about this a ton. Team basketball, man. I enjoyed these playoffs, really, and these this finals, even though it was only five games. Because guess what? The only drama was on the court. And 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 the way they played, the style they played. And our, our good friend Gary Sheffield Jr., we're going to head back on and talk Major League Baseball here at some point uh, as we get toward the trade deadline, was like, well, it's, it's not good for, for the marketing of basketball. I'm going to tell you something. I don't care about the marketing of basketball, okay? I enjoy watching good basketball. I enjoy watching great passing, efficient ball, smart decisions, good schematics, adjusted. Are we running the 4-1 zone? Are we going to play man? Why is Aaron Gordon shoving everybody in the locker? How do we adjust? Uh, but I do want to give credit to the Nuggets. Their first NBA title ever, the Golden Knights, won their first championship, or excuse me, first Stanley Cup ever as well. They were an expansion team, though. It's a little bit different. I think 48 years, uh, and you really start to ask yourself, all right, now that Jokic has a title, where is he all time? And I'm going to tell you what. Uh, I got some stuff pulled up here. I know I know everybody else does too. But the more I look into this, guys, I mean, I, I, I think he's the top 10 center of all time already. And, and I'll dive into it more. But I do want to get y'all's thoughts. Not surprised here. And the people that are dogging the heat, I think this is one of the best coaching jobs I've ever seen by a head coach in the NBA and Eric Spolstra. They do need to add some pieces. We're going to get into that, too. Yeah, I don't know why anybody would dog the heat, man, with what they've accomplished. They're dogging Jimmy Butler. And how they have accomplished it. I don't know. Well, those people don't really get it, in my opinion. I think Jokic is a top five center, for sure, right now. Well, think, of all time. Of all time. Yeah. I think you make a legit army. He's top three. Um, but great for the Nuggets. It's a great team win. Um, great for Coach Malone. Love the way they play basketball, from, even from a passing to a defensive standpoint. Um, but I do think, and we had this conversation last time on the show, um, when it comes to like championships, you want to talk about dynasty. And dynasty, I would consider a dynasty three years of being a champion. In a row. Um, in a three, row. What about three out of four? Not in a row. Three just three in general. I think three, three in a five-year, three in a five-year, six-year span. Okay, I'd say three in a five. Is, maybe. Is maybe um, uh, yeah. I like the pieces they have. And you got to think, who didn't play this year? Reggie Jackson was banged up. Um, I like Michael Porter Jr., uh, but I do think they're going to need another piece to come in. Maybe not a huge piece, but a solid piece. Just from an injury standpoint, you know Jamal Murray coming off the ACL and was so good to watch him bounce back. Jokic, who stayed healthy throughout the year. You never know with health when it comes to these guys, so I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying blow it up. Obviously, you never want to blow it up, in my opinion, after you just win a championship. But I do think they're going to add a couple more pieces. And I do think in, in the next couple of years, depending on how bad Jokic want to plays, and we're going to get into this later in the show, but good for the Nuggets. But I don't want anybody to forget about the Heat and what they done, what Bam Adebayo did, what Jimmy Butler did, what Spolster did, and the work that they's put, these guys put in. Because as cool as it is, seeing the Nuggets celebrate at the end of winning the finals, uh, go look at the Heat and how down they were. But just make sure they get the appreciation and their hard work is appreciated. They played their ass off all year, man. They did. Most non-Miami fans will probably forget about this year for the Heat after losing in five. But I think Miami fans will recognize, hey, that we were on the cusp of, one, not even making the playoffs. Then yeah. we had to make the play-in game that we were losing in, came all the way back, had these did this incredible uh, playoff performance, made it all the way to the finals. But on the Jokic point, so you guys are putting Jokic in your all-time top centers yeah, list here's, based off 
off what he's already done, or are you thinking like, oh, because of how old he is, he's going to continue to? Well, I, I, I think what he's already done. He's 28 years old. It's his eighth year in the NBA. He's got two MVPs, five All NBAs, career average 20, 10, 10 and a half rebounds, six and a half assists, 1.2 steals, about a block, 55% from the field, 35% from three. Steph Curry, I know he shot more threes, but he shoots 42%. Jokic is the first player to lead all players in points, rebounds, and assists for an entire postseason. And he's the first player with 10 triple doubles in a single postseason. And he got drafted in the middle of a Taco Bell commercial. <laughs> That's tough. Fair enough. Do we have some of the videos of Jokic from this week? Can we pull those we up? Do. with a? What do we have, PJ? We've got a couple. We'll just roll them and get your reactions. They're the best moments of... Jokic. Let's do it. Next week or two look like for you now. You got a parade coming up here on Thursday. Yes. How soon till you're back in Sunday? I need to. On Sundays, I have my horse racing in my Horse racing. I was going to get to that. The horse racing. We'll get to that. Maybe. I don't know how we're going to arrive. Thursday parade. Friday, maybe. Would you make it? I don't know. Maybe maybe you can have enough time to squeeze it in? I'm going to ask Josh to. Give me a, give me a, give me a plane. Oh, I, th- I think you, I think <laughs> yeah, he'll, I, I, he'll I, definitely I, let you get the team plane. I think you deserve that. You deserve a little more than that. Uh, I have no clue what he just said, but he already has a triple double since that, <laughs> yeah. that clip started playing. I've got no idea. I just know. I don't think he cares. I think basketball is like he's like they're like. All right, honey, what do you have to do today? He's like, oh, but I have to take out the trash. Uh, then I've got to call about the insurance. We have game five, the NBA final. Uh, then I see horse. <laughs> What's this one? And if you're looking forward to a parade coming up in Denver. Men's parade. <laughs> Men's parade. Thursday. <laughs> no. <laughs> I need to go he said no. Okay. He said no. This guy. Uh, <laughs> he's he's like, what's the best comedy? What's man. the best part of winning the NBA championship? The fact I'm alive. Yeah. He's yeah. like a walking this Ernest thing. Hemingway novel. Just right? like, this is just like, like a Wednesday. As a in his fan, life. like as a fan, you love him. Right, but as a player, you're just like, doesn't care. Well, like, I think he just well, when when he you're from Serbia, care. I think you're just glad to have like running water and not getting you know shot at every time you turn a corner. Like that's there's there's something real about that. There really is. What Djokovic sure. is doing on the tennis court from Serbia too. Like these guys grew up. Like it's a whole different perspective when you're like happy to be alive. It'll never get better. Tell them Winter Washington made it it'll out. It'll never get better when it comes to. Serbian players in sports right now. No. This is the peak. Y'all, y'all oh. are peaking oh, right are you now. kidding me? It was Jokovic, uh, Jokovic and Jokic. But I'm just saying, like, it just seems, can you imagine being a player? And he, first of all, you know how hard it is to be making the NBA? Jimmy Butler is so hard. Like, man, you yeah, yeah. 17 hours a day just putting in the work. Just, and I'm not saying Jokic isn't working hard, but he's just so ready to go home and ride horses. Probably he's in the gym for two and a half hours yeah. working on hook shots. Jimmy, he's just <laughs> dropping a triple double. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler's going to go, it's at home riding like a Blink 182. Oh, song. dude. It's just like, this guy said, like dear when it, dad. parade? No. No. No, I have to go home. No parade. Do we have more? We have three more. Uh, All right, let's run one more. We got to move on after this. I mean, this is actually uh, this succeed in our jobs, and we 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 won it. We won the whole thing. It's it's a it's a amazing feeling. But like I said before, it's not everything on the world, you know. I think I think still, if okay, I won it. Okay, we not I we won it, but I think it's not the most important thing in the world. Still, Uh, there is a bunch of things that. that I like 
that I like to do. I mean, probably that's you know, that's a normal thing, you know. Nobody likes his uh, his job, or maybe they do. You know, what? He uh, <laughs> said nobody likes their job. <laughs> what he just said. <laughs> it's just it's absolutely hilarious. We have to do this last one. I'm so sorry. All right, real quick, real quick, real quick. Get in on those plays on some of those turnovers. So they weren't. If you're on audio, he just doesn't even care about the champagne. When you're 30 and go downtown. He just did that so somebody can take a picture. He's ready to get out of there, dude. Yeah, it's when you're when you're when you're 35 and at the college bar. He couldn't care less, and he's gonna go down as one of the top five sitters. God, love it. Give me that over LeBron any day of the week. Next one up, you talked about the Vegas Golden Knights. 9-3 victory over the Panthers. I didn't see the Panthers giving up nine goals. As right as we were about the Nuggets, good Lord, were we so wrong about this one. You got to give credit to Las Vegas. The expansion teams continue to ball thanks to the formula. Uh, But again, we did talk about when the Knights get hot, they get super hot. And the Panthers, it seemed like they just... They didn't have that edge on the road. They weren't able to keep it low scoring. They weren't able, uh, and, and the Knights were very physical, but it wasn't able to be one of those just chippy, low scoring, everybody scrounging uh, for goals. I mean, you put up a nine piece. You scored a touchdown and got a safety, and you made the extra point in hockey. So it was unbelievably impressive. And, you know, you look at the, the salary and, and the contract situation at the Knights, I don't think they're going anywhere. But the Panthers, man, kind of like the heat. Look, you you snuck in in the wild card, and Blaine, you you pretty much called him all the way up until the end. But uh, it's, it's you know, you want to win the whole thing. And I know the state of Florida yeah. with the Heat losing and the Panthers losing, uh, it's tough. But, you know, now you know how Philly feels. Hockey has a lot figured out right now. The parity of the league. I mean, think about how dominant the Avalanche were last year, only for the Boston Bruins to come in this year and have the most dominant regular season we've ever seen for the Golden Knights to look like that mm-hmm. and, win the, and win the Stanley Dominated. Cup. Dominated. NHL has a lot figured out, and I really like it. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go to the U.S. Open real quick because I want to get this. Uh, the U.S. Open starts today. Do you guys have uh, have some favorites, maybe some long shots that you're liking and this I, week? I got one uh, sleeper pick, and then I got, you know, not a favorite, but a, but a guy that people aren't going to be shocked that I picked. I, I like Victor Hovland. Uh, to it's win it, playing great. Uh, please plus eighteen hundred on DraftKings again. If you're going to use any sportsbook, make sure you're using DraftKings. Use that code Booster for a great deal as well. Uh, give me Victor Hovland to win it, and then my sleeper, Phil Mickelson's going off at plus twenty five thousand. I mean, you put five dollars on it and mm. win like over a thousand bucks, something like that. Uh, that. That's that's my big long shot. Phil can get hot, man. You saw him kind of during the Masters, and I know he knows Augusta like the back of his hand. And and you know, I'm not going to make any type of stock market joke here, but. Uh, I think Phil may have a chance. And again, look, $5 plus 25000 We can Willy Wonka golden ticket. Well, this, this is the major that he needs. This yeah. is the one he's needed for sure. the career Grand Slam. So Might as well. Never count Phil out. Who you got Pepper over these new shorts. I'm going to go out on a limb here. All right. For my first one, I'm going to take Scotty Chef. Oh, wow. I'm going to wow. go out on a limb. I know not, a lot, not a lot of people are going to pick him. You're so right. bold and brave. Scotty Chef, uh, I feel like he's going to have a phenomenal term. He might win it. But my second one, you know, I— what 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 are we consider considering like uh, uh, a sleeper? Like what odds? What's, what are we capping odds at? I don't think it's it's an odds cap. I think it's just somebody that a lot of people aren't picking. How many people are picking Max Homa? I think that's a sleeper. I, I don't mean, think that's a, that's a boy. Pick. You know, there's something like playing. He's been on this course many times. So it's like something. It's just one of those things, right? You know. It's like you, you're seeing the signs, right? Yeah, I fell asleep. I, for some reason, I saw Max Homa hitting a pitching wedge, 130 yard, placing it four, four, feet, four feet out on a putt he's going to make on a Sunday. So if it's me, I'm going Scotty Chef. He's in the kitchen. He's whipping it up. And Max, I'm not too home alone. Yeah. 
and Max Homa. Max, I'm not too Homa. Max, no. plus 3,000 outright winner. Yeah, plus 3,000. Plus 320 3, for a top 10. Um, look, Brooks Kepka. We got to talk about Brooks Kepka. 62 in a practice 62 in a practice round. He's already won this tournament in 2017 yeah. and 2018. He's coming off the previous major victory for the PGA Championship and still the third best odds, plus 1,200 for an outright win, plus 125 for a top 10 finish. And then uh, Dust, uh, uh, Justin Thomas, all the way down at plus 5,000 to win the tournament is a nice pick, too. I hope it. Look, I'm, I like JT. I'm, I'm rooting for him. It's It's... Again, I always love majors. So come on, Phil. Plus twenty five thousand. You know the part that's gonna. Be, I'm gonna be pissed off though if he does win it. Like I'm gonna be glad I won another thousand bucks, but I should put twenty five on it. Maybe I'm gonna go home. Well, the thing about me is like, no matter what tournament it is, it could be a putt putt tournament. Yeah. All right. Uh, I always put money on Hideki. After what actually, happened? Um, after what happened to me in Tuscaloosa? Tell people what Tuscaloosa, happened to Alabama. Well, it was uh, the year he won the Masters. And, I heard um, this. I, I heard him talking about this. The year he won the Masters, and I'm a, I was sitting at a bar with some friends and. I was like, you know what? I, I think Hideki's going to win it before the tournament started. So I thought I'd put a, like 100 bucks on it. You know, it's one of those things like you bet enough where you just click bet. You think it's in. You don't really look at the confirmation. So I was like, dude, let's go get 100. It's like to win like five grand or something like that. The odds were insane. Hideki ends up winning the Masters. So I pull up my just, yes, I'm in the bar. I just celebrate. All of a sudden I pull up. Bet never went through. I didn't have enough money in my account. Wow. God, that hurts. Did you call inside. them and explain the situation? Yeah, that'll work. Did, yeah, and, for and sure. That'll, that'll always hey, work. We just I, called I, the king. I, the I, draft I, king. I meant king. to put this bet down. Yeah. I'm sure they were receptive. Yeah, king draft. Yeah, yeah the Subi Dilly call. dilly. That's exactly right. <laughs> that was the, pit of, the blame was in the pit, pit of, of misery. misery. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, until Shannon Terry comes on, let's move to uh, the the uh, Buffalo Bills. So uh, Bills coach Sean what McDermott uh, excused Stefan Diggs from practice on Tuesday. He says the issue has been resolved. But is there already some drama in Buffalo? They don't need that with the AC with the AFC schedule. They're going to have to go through. Okay, and and everybody's on the teams like, hey, everything's good. You know, Josh Allen's like, I'm just, I love him so much. I don't have any inside information on this, but I do remember. This just smells like it has something to do with a female, man. Hmm. It just it just gives me that vibe. I could be totally off. Okay, I could be totally off. I'm not saying that's exactly what happened, um, but but. What I will say is this. There was a video that came out where they walked around the Bills locker room and asked, uh, what's one guy you wouldn't want your sister to date? And the answer overwhelmingly was Stephon Diggs. In the locker room? In the locker room. And it was like jokingly and, and stuff like that. But there's always a little kernel of truth yeah. in there. You know what I'm saying? So I'm wondering maybe if a teammate, because they, they just... It's not. It doesn't seem like it's about. Hey, we're we're just the chemistry's not good on when I'm running the post, you know. Or it's not like Stephon Diggs hadn't been a guy that's that's sat out of practices or doesn't work hard. This just has like a. Hey, we had to sit down and have some real conversations. Like, dog, what what'd you do? Hmm. With who did you do what? Okay. And again, I'm gonna sit here and say it's in TMZ. I'm not here trying to stir anything up. But I but I like to live in the real world. All right, and it's just this has somebody's wife or girlfriend vibes to me. That that's what it, you know. That's what I, that's what I got. All right, that's what I got from it. I could be wrong. You know, I'm not going to sit here and assume anything, right? So what I've seen from Stefan Diggs, it's not. I mean, it's not always pretty, but it's never always pretty when it comes to football. Just the relationships he's had, one with Josh Allen, with his other teammates, with his coach, the emotion he shows on the field, the 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 care he shows about the game. So I don't know exactly what the problem is. 
Um, he said it's been cleared up, which is good. Stephon Davis coming off another monster year last year. He's a much need. He's a, an absolute must need for the Buffalo Bills. So we'll see what happens. I think Stephon will be fine. Um, guys, comes to NFL players or anything in life, females can get you in trouble in a lot of ways. All right. Women lie. All right. I mean, it's just the way it is. So you got to be careful. Men lie too. Men lie too. Men lie too. Women lie more than men. I I would say that. Be honest. Men. (laughs) I would would say women lie more than men. I would say women lie. No. For sure. Absolutely. 100%. No, not even close. 100%. Not even close. Um, (laughs) Men lie way more than women. No, men is like what they see. That's why girls wear makeup. Um, Women just lie. Women just lie in general. Consider makeup lying. Yes. What? For sure. You're lying about the way you look. What if the next. Am I wrong? That, Depends on how much as makeup you're wearing. As opposed to what? You're wearing makeup. Not, not because I want to. It's not because I asked for it. I didn't you're go and buy it. You're lying. You're a liar. Well, this is not, I, it's not something I wanted to do. I would love, to, okay, I would love to come on here with a backwards hat. In the comments, regular clothes, A regular clothes on, a fat chaw, and chill, talk to the boys about sports. But I don't get that option. They want me to put makeup on, nice clothes, look dandy for you two out here. Minimal what? makeup is not lying. Yeah, it is. Yeah, First, I, they, I, take in in the comments, please. But, who lies more, men or women? Because I think men do. Well, it's going to be something when all of this just was Josh Allen overthrew the post. And we're sitting here. <laughs> Stop yeah, I know, right? He needs to stop committing turnovers in the red zone. That's what Josh Allen Oh, Josh, Coach Dayball is not there anymore. I think that has a lot to do with it. Hashtag uh, Ask Daniel Jones. Uh, but Shannon Terry is going to be in here in a couple minutes. Uh, we do want to let you know, though. All right, we talked about coffee earlier. Eight cups on game day. We drink a ton of Black Rifle coffee here. Uh, Father's Day's coming up quickly, guys. It's this weekend, right, David? You're yes. a father. You have it circled on the You're calendar. You're a papa. Uh, nope. <clears throat> Blaine, you too. As I was thinking uh-huh. about what I'm getting uh, for Father's Day, I thought there's no better gift than Black Rifle coffee. We know dads are busy, all right? Uh, all of them are. He doesn't always have time to brew coffee the traditional way each morning. That's why he's going to love Black Rifle's Black Rifle coffees ready-to-drink cans. It's a hurry-up offensive coffee. Uh, Ready-to-drink coffee is perfect for people who need their coffee quickly. Each contains at least 200 milligrams of caffeine. And listen to these flavors. They're fantastic. Vanilla bomb, an explosion of deliciousness. Salted caramel, oh my God, it's the best thing I've ever had. Mocha speaks for itself. And vanilla caramel, pour it all over me. We have all four at the same time. You mean you want a vanilla bomb, salted caramel, mocha, vanilla caramel? As they say in the office, the works. That's exactly (laughs) right. Yeah, you'll be awake for three years. Black Rifle Coffee is a veteran-founded coffee company operated by principal men and women who honor those who protect, defend, and support our country. With every purchase you make, they give back. Stop running out of coffee and sign up for a coffee club subscription to have Black Rifle Coffee delivered straight to your door on a schedule. All right, we call that the process. How about that, Saban? Coffee Club subscribers receive their high-quality coffee at lower prices with free shipping. Plus, they get early access to exclusive deals and prices. So, need you to do this. Save money and drink America's coffee. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com and use promo code BOOSTER at checkout for 10% off your one-time purchase or first coffee club order. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com. Promo code BOOSTER, B-O-O-S-T-E-R, for 10% off. You can also find it in grocery and convenience stores near you, but we all know you want to go to blackriflecoffee.com 
and use that promo code BOOSTER. Look, man, Blaine and I ran into someone with a Black Rifle Coffee shirt on yeah. yesterday, yes. told them about the promo code. They pulled up their phone and used it. Right they never even seen this show. Little do they know, they're in the Booster Club. That's exactly right. We had a ton of people order Good Ranchers, too, so make sure you do that because it's basically like stealing. I'm ready for this Flaming Dragon brew to come out. Yeah, how about the Flaming Dragon candle? Make sure you go get that oh, yeah. Flaming Dragon candle. Are you really a Booster Club member if you don't have one? Yeah. No. Does your house smell great without one? No, it doesn't. But it will when you get one. And Boom. he won't burn your house down. Yeah, how much there. do you like your house? Yeah. Because you know? there's not a flaming dragon candle in it. Well, there's a bridge down here you're going to be living in a couple weeks. It's not a, <laughs> if there's not a flaming dra- dragon candle in it, there's going to be one over. That's exactly, exactly what right. you're saying. A real Game of Thrones situation. <laughs> For sure. King's Landing? Yeah, we exactly. all know how that ended. All right, I want to get to the Booster Club before we uh, run through these super reg- or these college world series. Uh, let's get some donations real quick. So get the it. Jimbo Eagle twenty dollars donation. Jimbo, appreciate it, brother. Question cool. for Blaine, aka Will Never See an Enemy Alive. You're damn right. Um, you mentioned earlier that week that the Nuggets need one more solid piece to potentially be a dynasty. Could Bradley Beal be that guy? Since maybe on the trade blog. Look, Bradley's a twenty-five, five and five guy. Um, so How yeah. would he fit though? With you think he'd fit in that system? Is Bradley Beal trying to make good decisions, or is he trying for to sure? Make a I think for I think it's Beal? hard to be putting that to get put in that system and make bad decisions from a Bradley Beal standpoint. I'll put Russell Westbrook in there. I'll show you how. Well, Russell out. Westbrook just not. I mean, my opinion is slowly failing. His he's falling in his career. He's not the same Russell uh, Westbrook. I know he had a good. He's a little bit better when he left the Lakers, but you obviously see what happened with the Lakers when he left. Um, but no, Bradley Beal in that situation would be phenomenal. It takes pressure off Jamal Murray and Jokic to perform at an extremely high level every game. And ba- Bradley Beal is an elite scorer in the NBA, so I feel like he'd be fine and be a great fit. I don't think it'd mess anything up. Let's go to Holden McGrain, $2 donation. He says, Jake, did you and Walsh enjoy the WNBA game this not week? Not tricking me. Not telling you what it is. You're never— you, Well, <laughs> not you'll know soon enough. But I'm not falling for that trap, cold and migrain. All right, hey, let's make sure y'all go hit that like and subscribe button for us. Um, really helps the ag- algor- algorithm when it comes to the show. Let's go to Ryan Gade, $2 donation. He says, Jake, you never told us how uh, was Blaine's best man speech. Felt like I did okay. No, it was really good. Better than okay. Really good. Funny and emotional. Crushed it. Let's go to Spy Guy 24 $10 donation. Appreciate it. He says, Blaine, you missed the chat this Friday. But I was wondering, why do teams, after winning a championship... A lot of questions. Blow up the team instead of building off momentum like the Nationals. I feel like every sport's different, but um, I feel like you can, I don't feel like it needs to be a nuclear explosion, but I do think there needs to be minor explosions within the team to change something. Well, it just depends. It's yeah, well, yeah it, it, it depends on the system, depends on the situation. I don't think you ever well, like the, the, blow everything up after you win a championship. The Nuggets are young enough where I, I don't think you have to blow anything up. I don't think you need another piece. We had that argument. I'm not going to dive into it again, but it's one thing if you have an old team or that Frankenstein team that you put together that you can't afford to keep together for the next two or three years. I don't know, like the Rams. Okay, it's just, it's, it's all circumstantial. Let's all right, to, one more. I want to get to calls and then Shannon Terry's. All right, let's do let's it. Let's go to Byron Davis, $10 donation. He says, Bone Collector, the Georgia slash Clemson game, the score was 10 to 3. DJU threw it, uh, and his inspiration, I think you meant to say interception. That was, yeah, inspiration. Through interception, yeah, that was the closest Byron. game. The, their two um, national championship years, hashtag, y'all the best. Man, imagine yeah, that. That was, that was the well, opener that week yeah. when we had just gone to Colin Coward's network. Yep. Imagine that being the last, like, closest game they really had. I mean, I, I, know, know, I know they have Missouri on the road and stuff like that, but at the begin- that first game at the beginning of that season, we're like, oh, okay, another great, you know, tight Rise college, college football season. Yeah. And look what Georgia's done in the 24 months since then. It's been crazy. I think that's that goes to show you that, that Clemson, 
built themselves up on the trenches. That's how you have to do it. It's the only way you're going to compete with, with teams, the top teams out of the SEC and in the Big Ten, had in Michigan. And Michigan's always had good guys up front. But I think right now they are one of the most dominant teams on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Uh, and that's why they've been able to, to give it to Ohio State these past couple years. But let's get to phone calls and then Shannon Terry's. Let's take some calls. Matthew in Greenwood. What's going on, Matthew? What's up, guys? Heartbroken hog here. What's up, dog? What's up, bud? I was not. I wasn't heartbroken last night. I had to let out a woo pig suey when I saw that Arkansas schedule. There you go. <laughs> so you got, you got Matthew, you got LSU at home. You got Ole Miss at home, Tennessee at home, Texas at home. You go to Auburn. You go to Mississippi State. You go to Missouri. You go to uh, Texas A&M. Look, y'all, y'all made good. Y'all made good, in my opinion, for about as good as you can make. Yeah, I think that looks like it could be easily a 9-10 to 10 win season if Ooh. we keep our recruiting and hit the transfer portal right next year. Yeah, well, you look, it's put you in a position where, you know, you got to take care of a lot of the other stuff. Got to get more depth on defense still. But, uh, uh, again, if we we're going to put pole positions for teams after this came out, I mean, Arkansas, you, you'd be sitting probably top 3-5 there, you know, getting ready to kind of make a run at it. Be like F1 where only two different guys win. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think the SEC finally did Arkansas a solid when normally it seems like we get the short end of the stick like in that Mm. COVID year. Yeah, well, as an Auburn fan, believe me, when it comes to scheduling, we know all about the short end of the stick. It's like we have to play Heaven's (laughs) Heaven's Army and and Hell's Battalion every every single year uh, when it comes (laughs) down to it. But uh, now, man, we'll see. Um, Look, I I know you're still heartbroken over the Super Regional loss to TCU, but – if it does make you feel better, Matthew, a.k.a. Heartbroken Hog, I am picking TCU to win the the College World Series. I think they can do it. I think it'd make us look better. And one more thing real quick. I did have a donation earlier. Mm-hmm. It was Nikolai Jokic, I believe, with two MVPs and a finals MVP. There's only 10 other guys in NBA history with that. I think he, if he retired this summer... He's top 20 all-time already. No, I, I I think he's top 10 all-time already. Blaine, Blaine thinks he's top five. Now, when it comes down to it, I think he'd end up being the best ever. I, I really do. Best ever oh, player, player or best or ever center? center? Well, you're yeah, I mean, broken talking about, about top player, 20 all-time. You're talking about player? I don't think that's crazy to say top player. 20. If you're the best center of all time, there's five positions on the court. I know it's not just like, all right, one thing. I'm not Mark Jackson with my MVP voting here. But if you're the best ever, in my opinion, at a position group, then you're going to be top 20. Uh, I think a lot of it comes down to how long does Jokic want to play basketball? Um, longevity is a big thing now when you're talking about the best. And so it's a kind of thing that comes up to LeBron conversation all the time. I think Jokic will be a top three center at the end of his career. I think he'll be a top 10 player at the end of his career. And maybe, maybe the best center all around ever played a game of basketball. Yeah. He's got everything. Yeah, I think he wins. It looks like, to me, they're going to win a couple more. I think this becomes a Nuggets dynasty. I agree with you. I agree with you. Appreciate it, Matthew. Appreciate it, Matthew. Thanks, man. All right, let's go to uh, you too, man. Let's go to Nighthawk in Ohio. Nighthawk, what's going on? in the garage. What's going on, guys? How you doing? Doing good, man. Good, good, good. good. Well, I'm here to talk about UFC, but first I've got to say something. Okay. I need to come to the defense of my stepbrother, Flaming Dragon, over there. You, Nuthawk. Everyone, <sighs> talk, everyone that's talking crap about 
how he pronounces words as if he's a delivery guy on Big Daddy. The <laughs> word may be hippopotamus, but if he pronounces it heap, heap up, heap up anonymous, it's okay. <laughs> There's no need to talk crap. Yeah. He's, Shut he's, up. He's verbally dyslexic. Shut up, you guys. He's verblexic. We're going to yeah, have that segment where he has to read hockey players. Dude, I don't know. We're gonna, we have to. We, we have to I have it. Nah, we'll but I, look, Nighthawk, look. He's my brother. I'll, they're hard to pronounce, okay? There's someone there that I'm going to struggle to pronounce. Now, am I going to struggle as much as him? Probably not. Do I need Alex Trebek to make a board game to have me figure it out? No, I don't. But outside of that, he's my brother, and I support him too, Nighthawk. Hey, it's tough. I mean, there, there's a lot of Russian names in hockey with a lot of Ys. I can't pronounce them either, so I don't blame you. Look, all right, some things people are good at some things and some people good at other things, all right? I'm not the best reader of the group. I'm a great typer. Great typer. <laughs> I'm a great typer. You are a great Weirdly typer. good at typing since a young age, all right? Yeah. I'm not really a talker, all right? I'm about that physical action. I'm about that violence. Talking right? is okay. physical action. No, I'm talking about hitting somebody like this guy or that guy. A replacement cone. Uh, yeah, hit him. Hit, hit replacement cone. Yeah. How dare you? Hit replacement I would never hit replacement cone. You're a great fighting typer. Yes. That's oh, great. boy. That's great. Put donuts on my wrist. Night Nighthawk, you see what you've done? You see what you've done now? Thank you for my defense, Nighthawk. I love you. Yep, I got you. Always got you. We're in the trust tree. We're under mm, each other. Damn right. I hear. Yes. But I'll just be really quick about UFC with the Ultimate Fighter. I don't know if you guys have caught yep. up on it or not, but... It's a great season because you're seeing here who's more hungry. I mean, that's more of the question because you've got the veterans and then yep. you've got and the young up and comers. And so far, the people that are hungry are the ones that want the chance again in the UFC, the ones who mm -hmm. have been cut. I mean, Michael Chandler's team is 3-0. and If people haven't watched, I just spoiled it for you, but 3-0 and against Connor and to me, I feel like they're answering that question. Who is more hungry? Yeah. I wonder if Connor's ever going to win anything again at all, uh, except fights against mascots at halftime. Uh, I, I'll say this. We talk about sipping from the cup, right? If you Once you sip it from the cup, it's, once you get a taste of it, it's like, why do you think Clemson fans are like, we want back in? Because right, you get a taste of greatness or you get a taste of – you don't you want to make good on that chance, right? And until you've actually legitimately had that chance at a high level, you really can't – I, I, I think it's harder for younger people who are working their way up than guys who are in there. It's like minor leaguers, right, who went up to the big leagues for a couple games, maybe a couple months, didn't do well, got sent back down. I mean, come on, man. Like, you want to live that life, right? You want, you, want to, you want to be a high roller, right? You want to be a baller, shot caller, you know, insert rap lyric here. So, look, it's, it's been fantastic. I like the way it's been set up as well. I do, too. And I like these guys when they win. They go celebrate in front of Dana White, like mm -hmm. right in front of the octagon. And Jeremy's Razors is a sponsor yes. of the Ultimate Fighter as yes. well. Which is really yes. cool. So, thanks for calling in, Nighthawk. Appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. All right. More calls? Yeah, let, let's, uh, let's go to one more. But before that, all right, if you're feeling stressed, anxious, or sim simply seeking a moment of peace and tranquility, the Halo app has something for you. Hallow offers an incredible range of guided meditations and prayers that are designed to help you deepen your spirituality and strengthen your connection to God. With Hallow, you can explore different themes and types of prayer and meditation, such as gratitude, forgiveness, and centering prayer. You can also choose from different lengths of meditation to fit your schedule, whether you have a few minutes or an hour. It's user-friendly interface and hundreds of guided meditations it has quickly become a go-to resource for people seeking spiritual growth and healing. So listen, download the app for free 
at hallow.com. That's H-A-L-L-O-W.com slash booster. That's H-A-L-L-O-W.com slash booster. You can set prayer reminders and track your progress along the way. It's truly transformative and will help you connect with your face on a deeper level. So what are you waiting for? Download the Hallow app today, hallow.com slash booster. That's hallow.com slash booster for an exclusive three-month free trial of all 6,000-plus prayers and meditations. And when you're this guy's brother, you need all the prayers and meditations you can get. So hallow.com slash booster. Get on there today and pray for me. Yeah, what a great sponsor to have. Great sponsor to Every have. time your phone dings, right, and you get a notification, sometimes it's po- negative information, sometimes it's stressful information. How about you let that phone ding one time with a positive message yes. from Hallow? Yes, and a free exclusive, or and a uh, exclusive three-month free trial. It's a pretty good deal, too. Love right. it. You ain't got to pray for great deals. I promise you that. Uh, all right. Donation to the Booster Club. Then uh, then the calls. You want to stick with calls, David. Your call. You're the quarterback. Call all right. Let's play. let's go to it. Do we have any donations over there? We do have one from Xavier Manley. It's a $10 donation. He says, on your fight list the other day, you left the best fight uh, off ever. 2004, Clemson versus South Carolina on the football field. So bad, uh, even the cops were getting involved. Yeah, that, that uh, was, that was, there's so many to choose from, guys. By the way, everybody loved that video. Yeah. We got to make a part two. But look, we'll do, we'll talk about fighting in sports the whole time. Uh, but that was, I remember that one's like the FIU fight. You know, you can go down and listen to some of these, these brutal football fights that have happened. Or just any hockey game. Or just any hockey game. That's why somebody said there's no hockey games unless, well, it's part like, of Yeah, it's like that's the what deal. they're doing all the time. All right, that's absolutely part of the deal. But speaking about deals, Okay, when it comes to, when it comes to the, we always talk about the architect from the Matrix, right? He's like sitting behind there, there's like 3,000 screens. If there's one architect of, of great college football websites or websites in general that deal with sports and recruiting, it's our guy, Shannon Terry. Already started Rivals, started 247, started on three, uh, just had a ton of success and it couldn't happen to a better guy. Mr. Shannon Terry, fan of the show, we're a fan of his as well. Man, welcome to it. First appearance on Crane Company, man. I've been waiting for my invite. This is, uh, <laughs> you guys have a great show. I uh, appreciate the invite. I, I barely made it. A little pickup basketball this morning. So nice. This is, this is a normal work attire. Uh, <laughs> so, but I'm glad to be here. Uh, well, Shannon, we're, we're glad to have you, man. It's always great to talk to you. Uh, how'd you play this morning? Did you play pretty good? Are you are you fundamental? Are you more uh, Are you more Drew Timmy from Gonzaga? Or are you a little bit of Jason Williams, you know, making moves out there? I'm old, I'm old as dirt, so uh, <laughs> you know I don't know. It, it one, I've been all the things. Right now, I'm just trying to like keep a keep a resting heart rate. There you go. Simple. But it's fun. I've been playing with a group here in Nashville for uh, 30 years, and so wow. Uh, most of the relationships that I have have actually come through that come through Man. that game. So sports, it's 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 the great collector. It's it's the great haven of friendships. Uh, Shannon, I, I want to get to obviously the scheduling stuff that came out in college football in general. Uh, I know you're as plugged in as anybody. That's why they, your nickname is the Lamp. But uh, w- when it comes to starting, you know what you've been able to do with two four seven and rivals, and now on three. And and I tweeted this out the other day, and not just because we're friends, because it's the truth. I think on three is the best product that 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 you've put out. Just uh, from not only who you brought in, guys like Rusty Manzel. I can go down the list yeah. of guys we have a ton of respect for. Uh, but but it seems so user friendly. Uh, the information gets updated so quickly, and you've got so many guys that are working on it. If anything comes out, I see you guys breaking news all the time. What separates on three in your eyes as somebody who's you know built the monster per se a couple times and now this is the third rendition what do you think kind of separates it because i can see multiple things but you're in it you know working on it yeah i mean first thing is our our two-year anniversary is august 1st so we're 
you know, we're still a baby puppy at this stage, but there's no question it's our best work. And and the first reason is, you know, this is my 27th year, you know, doing this. And so mm-hmm. you learn a lot, you know, those 27 years come with millions of mistakes and things you would like to do different. And at my age right now, you know, we're not doing this to mess around. We're doing this to build, you know, the next, you know, the next major sports brand. So, so there's a lot of experiences along the way. The timing is really good. There's a conflation of every event you can think of um, in college sports, whether it's, you know, conference realignments, NIL, importance of recruiting, uh, the influence of college coaches, you know, all these different things are so much to talk about. But the thing that separates on three, I think, from, from where journalism and sports has been the last few years is that we're building this thing on original reporting, yeah. authentic coverage, and people that have connections. So, so you know, the last, say, 15 years was a heavy social search play, a lot of people with a lot of voice. But I've gone out and I've tried to hire people that, that talk to the Kirby Smarts, that talk to the Nick Sabans, you know, that are connected. And I think that's what separates us and what will continue to separate us. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, your guys' personnel is is stronger than anybody's out there. We we have guys that you know obviously represent on three all the time on our show. And uh, Shannon, I do want to switch gears a little bit because look, you know, our backgrounds in the South. We we talk a ton about the SEC. Obviously, uh, yeah. they, they get more clicks than anybody when it comes down to it. But I do I I want to give a shout out to the Pac-12 this year. And I know there's been a lot of of you know kind of not demonizing, but it looks like the Pac-12 is on their way out. Obviously, with USC and UCLA. And look, who the hell knows? At the end of the day, we said the same thing about the Big 12 two years ago, and they're ripping and roaring right now but when you look at who's returning at the quarterback position when we look at Caleb Williams when you look at Michael Penix Jr I mean I can go down the list Bo Nix apparently he's even super focused and is just having the most fun he's ever had this offseason Utah with Cam rising and and what you know uh, that coaching staff's done out there is this at least shaping up to at this point be the best the Pac-12 has been since I mean hell me or you can remember entertaining you know, it's it's going to be fun games and, and they're going to win and there's going to be a, you know, obviously with, you know, with Fox and stuff, there's going to be a, a heavy, you know, battle cry for for those teams. But when it gets down to it, when it's all on the line, they're just built different in some of these Big Ten schools and SEC. And when you get down on the field and you see these guys, you know, these games are one line of scrimmage. Yep, and and, sure. and there's the teams in the Pac, Pac-12 – they can't compete with that. I'm really excited about the month of November, the Big Ten, where you got, you know, Penn State, uh, Ohio State. Um, you know, that's that's a that's a really really big run. It just they can't compete up at the line of scrimmage, and so it'll be fun. It'll be great, you know. But when it gets to to that championship game or that semifinal game, you know, they're just they won't they won't be physical enough. They won't be strong enough to to finish it. Yeah, and it's something we've seen. I think that's why Utah has been able to separate themselves the past couple of years because when it does come down to physicality, they're they're not they're not on the same level, obviously, as, as the top schools in the SEC. They're yeah. physical, right? Oklahoma State and Baylor. How did they move up in the Big 12? I mean, they're basically playing seven-on-seven in the Big 12 for the past 12 years. Well, they started right. kicking people's ass left and right a little bit, trying to move up a little bit, and I think that's how they separated themselves. And, come, we talked about Michigan. I mean, yeah. just continuing to get better up front. No doubt. And, Shannon, I just want to say thanks for all your work over the years. You know, as someone who was fortunate enough to get recruited and to play uh, college uh, football, you know, that rival site, 
you know, growing up and being in high school was was instrumental to a lot of guys getting looks and being able to live out their college dreams. So thanks for all your work. And you know, college athletics has changed more in the past couple years than it has in the previous couple decades, you know, with name, image, and likeness and the transfer portal. And what I always say is guys who grew up loving college football like we did never did so because we thought, oh, the guys out there aren't getting paid or they're getting exploited and that's what's excited about it. No, there's just something special about the college game. So from your perspective and all your years of experience, what do you see happening right now? What aspects of college athletics do you think could have the, the biggest negative impacts long-term on the sport? You know, I don't think we're going to be in a negative window for a while, honestly. And and I, I've got a little bit of a contrarian view. I think, I think NIL and collectives is actually going to bring some um, – uh, going to up the level of competition. I think he, over the past few years, only three or four teams maybe could have could have could win it all. I think that number is going to expand as the playoff expands. So I think there's going to be some good good from a parity perspective. Um, I I don't think the money part of it is that big a deal. I think these collectives and these schools are going to be sensible with how they deploy their funds. Um, there's a lot of rumors going around that big money is floating and all the things. That's just not really happening. There's one or two one-off situations, but for the most part, the money that's being deployed uh, through the collectives um, as it relates to NIL, I don't, I don't see it impacting these kids. I actually, believe it or not, think it's bringing a level of maturity up in them. They're looking at life different. They see it more from a business perspective, and they know the common denominator to NIL is one thing, guys. Now, take out the, the freak show stories. What's the common denominator to getting to getting NIL money? It's performance. You know, if you don't perform on the field, you're not relevant and you're no longer needed. And so, you know, it's going to be I'm looking forward to when the NCAA kind of gets dissolved and moves on so that we can really see our the P5 football or the schools more aligned into you know, into this next iteration. And, and as Kirk Herbstreet said it at our On Three Elite Series event, when he was a speaker, he thinks, you know, in the next two years, we're going to start seeing some movements and some things. And, and I think the NCAA's Hail Mary plea to the federal government to, to, to give them antitrust exemption, which is all it is to protect their, their dictatorship, mm. that's going to fall on deaf ears. And we're going to see a complete shakeup. But I do not see anything bad happening out of that shakeup, personally. Good, mm. good. Well, Shannon, we always talk about the big dogs, the Alabama, the Georgias, but I want to know, do you have a team in, in your mind that's going to pull another, uh, maybe a TCU from last year, who can flip it in one year, a team that hasn't got there? Is there kind of a sleeper in your head that can maybe make that run this year? I, I, I just don't see it. I think we yeah. know the, I think we know who the, who, who the big boys are going to be um, this year. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really interested to see what plays out in the Big Ten. Uh, I'm, I'm obviously, you know, everything I'm hearing from the folks at Georgia, you know, like is incredibly encouraging. Now to, to carry that target on your back, that's a whole different story, you know, but I think they may be faster, stronger, more athletic than they've been in the past. We know their schedule is just, you know, it's a great, great schedule. Uh, Alabama, get a left tackle, get some depth at safety. Don't turn the ball over. They're going to be a handful. Um, you know, the team I guess I'm really most interested to watch, maybe it's Florida State. You know, I'm not I'm not <clears throat> predicting or saying that they could, you know, rise to that that top four seat, but uh you definitely have to like the way that program is progressing. 
And I think for me, old school, three decades college football, I love seeing Florida State, you know, rise up and yeah. and and be a fun team and stuff. So I, I think college sports, college football needs it. Me too. Well, how worried are you about that uh that quarterback room in Alabama? You know what? I, I think it's gonna come down to you know, who doesn't make the stupid plays? And thus far, you know, thus far, uh, Milrow, he, he hasn't shown that he can't, you know, he won't just take what's given. And I think mm-hmm. I'm not a coach and know nothing about it from that perspective. I really wish they would have left the, the quarterbacks get hit in the spring game. I would have really loved to seen him going against that defense where he had his full his full tool, tool belt in, in place. Mm-hmm. If I was predicting, though, uh, if I was going to call it, I, I think it's going to be Milrow. I think he's just um, – I think that they're going to try to be physical. Yeah. Justin Haynes is one – probably the uh, – he and Downs are the two best players on the team was, that's not named Latham or McKinstry. Um, hey, they're going to get the ball to Haynes. He's going to – they're going to they're going to run. They're going to – you know, they're going to be a physical brand of football, and you're going to have to count for Milrow. He's a physical specimen. Yeah. And, you know, Shannon, I've been higher than the front row of a Bob Marley concert on Florida State. And, and you know, we had Josh Pett on here talked about blue chip percentage. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, I love what they've done in the transfer portal. I think Jaheim Bell is about to have a huge year. I'm a big Jordan Travis guy. He's just got to stay healthy. When it comes to Alabama, I, I and everybody, obviously, you're going to talk about the quarterback position. That, that That's the one that everybody worries about. But Alabama's got to get back to being able to run the ball when the other team knows that they want to run it. You know, that's how Nick Saban built up Alabama was not just, you know, it's how you win one with Jake. Coker and I love Jake. We saw him down the senior bowl. He was a great, he was a great player. But you know, it's I don't think he's winning the amount of games Bryce Young's winning on that team last year with the way it kind of went down with the RPOs and not being able to run the ball when they have to run it. So if Alabama can't, you talk about taking pressure off a quarterback, be able to run the ball. That because that sets up play action, slows down defensive ends and pass rush and, and things like that. You can't mix as many coverages. Uh, but Shannon, man, it's, it's great to talk to you, brother. We got to get you back on here. Congratulations again with all the success that on threes had. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to get Rusty on here. I, there's somebody on uh, August 1st. Maybe bring Shannon back for the uh, two. I'm trying to one of them To be honest uh, with you, man, I can't believe it's already been two years. I feel like you guys just dropped this thing out yesterday. It just shows you that time flies, man. It's two years, but it's taken 20 off my life. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't have this gray in my beard before I started. But it's, uh, I appreciate you guys' support. Send me your address. I'll send you a bunch of on three gear. It's going to be fun. This one's going to be a ride, I promise. Oh, man. We, look, we're already seeing it. We're already excited oh, yeah. and already formed the relationship with you guys. But Shannon Terry, the architect, as we call him around here. Shannon, thanks so much, man. Keep hooping. Thank you. You guys have a good day. You All too, right, brother. Man. Shannon Terry, man, one of the best. Oh, that was great. Unbelievably. The lamp. Guy. The lamb. The lamb. Plugged he in, called like, him the, the lamb. I was like, nice, dude. Uh, no, Shannon's a, a great human being. If, if you do know him, it's uh, it's always great. He's got a nice show, too, um, as as well. Uh, you can check that out on YouTube. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah, man. All right. Well, uh, let's get back to the Booster Club. Byron Davis, $2 donation. Appreciate it, Byron. Hashtag dragon. Mm. Um, he says the bone collector has your back. I appreciate it, Booster Club. I appreciate it. I feel, I feel it back there. You know what I'm saying? I Why are you looking at me like I... I because you're, because, I mean, you're not a man of the people. That's why. I am a man of the people. You're a liar. Oh, okay. You said that women lie more than men. They do. I don't think they do. They do. So I don't Maddie, think they do. Let's go to Matty Ice, 1994. Um, he wants to know who has a better chance of winning the Pac-12. Is that Washington or is that Oregon? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, same, but different. But still same. Give me schedule. It's yeah. That's who plays USC and and where. All right. You pull up Oregon's schedule. 
I'm going to pull up Washington's schedule. And this is for 2023 now. 2023. Back to this season. Yes, correct. All right. Washington, Boise State, Tulsa. Win-win. On the road to Michigan State. Win-win. Cal. Win. At Arizona. Win. They get Oregon at home. Arizona State at home. Back-to-back on the road at Stanford and at Southern Cal. Mm. Win-loss. Utah at home. On the road to Oregon State, and then end with Washington State at home. All right, give me give me uh, Oregon's fine. All right, you have um, week one win. All right, I don't even know what team that is. Week two, you go to Texas Tech. Oh, Loss. Right. I'm calling it right now. Joey McGuire and the Red Raiders shocked the world. Week two, shocked the Texas nation. Tech at. There it is. There shocked it is. the nation. Guns up. There it is. Uh, I think Oregon wins that game. Okay, um, well, I think you're week wrong. three. Hawaii at home. Win. It's a win. You have Deion Sanders and the boys coming to the crib. Can I say this? Can I say this, though? No. Texas Tech, not in the Pac-12. So that has nothing to do with bearing on the Pac-12, but I do see Tech 6 wins it. Um, Colorado at home. They'll kill them. You go to Stanford. They're dead. You go to Washington. Ooh. You win that game. I think Oregon wins that game. I think you're a liar. Um, you have Washington State at home. It's a win. Okay, you go to Utah. Give me Washington. Give me Washington. I love Dan Lanning. I'm reading, wait, I'm reading Oregon, Oregon's Utah? schedule. If yeah, I Washington, know that. I said, give me oh. what uh, you said. Before. Oh, you're already done. That's not yeah. that's, heard enough. Yeah, yeah. Oh. You go to Washington and to Utah? No. Nah. Do they play USC? At home. Hmm. Did you have Arizona State on the road and you have Oregon State at home? Give me Washington. Mm. Give me, uh, give me Oregon. That's tight. It's going to come down to Give me Dan Lanning, the boys, Bo Nix. He's focused. He's having fun. And some people say he might be a dark horse for the Heisman. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah. What, David? What? What do you mean? He's uh, you know you think he's gonna be the Heisman finalist? He'll he'll be a contender. Okay, yeah, and you this know? is all hold on. You said it like hold it was on. the most crazy thing this you is ever all heard. Contingent I, I, on Michael Penix Jr. staying healthy, but if he does, give me Washington. I was a Heisman Trophy contender. It was. I wonder. I wonder. We, we all got in your stats today. Yeah, we no, I haven't. But tomorrow. you know what? A big week I'm for you. Two and zero. Oh. I'm out there balling. All right, yeah, we beat Vanderbilt. Yeah, ball over. It's got Jimbo Eagle. What do you foresee? What happens to the ACC in the near future? Specifically with the Northeast teams. Well, the ACC, I better start finding a way to get more revenue to the people that are drawing them, uh, bringing in the most eyes. Or Florida State and Clemson and Miami, so they're gonna be gone to the clown. You better if you got time. The ACC's got time, but that hourglass, that sand, is it's running. They're starting to get upset. Saw so Florida State's AD come out and say, "Wait a minute." You know, he's hitting the life alert button. Florida State needs hey, to the SEC. I'm falling. I can't get up. What do I need? Oh, the SEC. Here it is. Oh, Greg Sankey's here to just pick me up. Just help me up. Thanks, Greg. Hey, what do you think people would miss more, the Pac-12 or the ACC? ACC. Pac-12. Nah. Nah. It'd be well, the Pac-12. Considering that USC and UCLA are already going to the Big Ten, ACC. that already takes a couple of the biggest brands. Then you'd have to have the. Then you'd have to say East ACC, Coast cares Miami, Florida State, East Coast cares more. All they North care about right game, just think about basketball. Just think about basketball alone. Duke and North Carolina. Look, and any any place any place where you can where you use the street as a as a drug haven and bathroom. Okay. I mean, all right, nah, they got bigger problems. Okay, um, let's go to Joshua Beck. Um, I hate the cupcake cupcake games as much as anybody. They are necessary evil in the sport. Yes. The money the little guy makes to get beat up by the big guy pays for the entire athletic programs for it's the, the year. ecosystem, Joshua, right? You're 100 percent correct. What do they say? Like, oh no, the 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 bird dies. The so, ant eats the bird. The bird goes into the earth. Yeah. 
And you never know. You never know. You soil, know. Soil. Sometimes sun, you might win. The jungle. Look, I'm from Statesboro. I get it. Georgia right. Southern. That money going up and playing Georgia and Athens means a lot. But I'm not making an exhibition. App State, match. Michigan. You know, App State probably got paid a yeah. lot of money to win that game. They, they did. did. They did. They did. David. Don't throw anything at me, please. <laughs> <laughs> Don't throw anything at me, please. <laughs> no, we haven't brought that up in a while. Oh, man. Uh, I was going to text and say, with the Pac-12, any games that end with a fewer than 75 points? Yes. Cal and Colorado have to play sooner or later. Yeah, they got to play. <laughs> they got to play each other eventually, right? All right, let's go to... Let's go to... No Fun League Sports Channel. SEC and Big Ten are now the only two legit conferences left. Hot take. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Are we saying, like, going forward after this year? Like, are we saying after USC and UCLA leave? Because I think we got to put a year on it because Pac-12 is going down. But, hey, we got to give Brett Yormark and the Big 12 a little, bit of, a little bit of cred here, right? I know Texas and Oklahoma are leaving, but I think they've been much more proactive. If we're going to say legit, are you saying that can win a natty? All right, is that... We have to, we've got to start, D, well, what's that book, DSM-6 or whatever, where they put all the diseases in there? They're like, hey, man, so, but they clarify, right? We got to start clarifying. We need the DSM-5 or 6 of, of like, what does legit mean, right? What does yeah. legit mean? I mean, I'm gonna, I'd rather watch that Oregon-Washington game we just talked about than Vanderbilt and Missouri play each other, guaranteed. Well, yeah. yeah, ex- yeah. Well, again, you know excitement like, and being able to win the whole thing are, are two different things. They are. I'd rather watch... You know what? I'm not even going to say that. I'm not Don't say, say it, it then. I'm not even going to say it. Let's go to Jake's Extra right. Strong Cologne $2 donation. It smells good up in here. CFP 2024. Give it to me. Texas Tech. Mm. LSU. Mm. Rutgers. Hell no. Vandy. It's just, no. Ooh, ooh. Look, I, ooh, I love ooh. my cologne. It's great. It smells great. It's just, Reed loves it as well. Uh, but Rutgers... <laughs> I like Greg Shano. I think he's the only man who can win something at Rutgers. Rutgers will never make the college football playoff. They'll never make it. When's their last? When, when was their last national championship? Wasn't that like the first year football was ever invented? When they played Princeton, like the first game ever? Like right before like the Civil War, whenever it was? Yeah, I think you're right. Like um, Revolutionary War? Sasha, Sasha says you're out here skipping donations that don't agree with you. That's what I'm saying. But look, Blaine does that. I'm not. Blaine does that. He doesn't think. He did. Thank God we have the Booster Club to call. Okay, no, 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 fine. Here. Sasha. No, here you go, bro. Sasha. Here, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead and do bad. it. Go ahead and do it. No, no, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm trying to wait on damn donations. Now I want to see what complaint. Feel free. What is Sasha Makes my life a whole hell lot easier. He just tagged me and said, at David Cohn, just to know Blaine is out here skipping donations that disagree with him. That's just Sasha. Go ahead, bro. Get mad at Sasha. That's just Sasha. Go ahead. You want to bitch and complain? Go ahead. I'll wait. <laughs> go ahead and read them, bud. Come on, middle chair. Let's go. Oh, oh yeah. Come right. on, middle chair. I, I don't do enough. You got Here we go. Job. No, come on, middle chair. Oh, oh, read Sasha. it up, bud. You got one job. I want Sasha come on, to dude. Call in now. Yeah. yeah. Sasha, come on, and Get him through. You got one job. Come on, man. Right, here's you what we got. One job. No, I got like 35. No, you jobs. don't. You got one. Okay. Let me get now we're getting mixed it. messages because Charles said Blaine missed three of my super chats, but Cole Frank says Blaine's oh, a man. Oh, Charles. Blaine says to... Blaine's what? a man of the people. That's no, 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 that's fine. Go ahead and read them, bud. No, no. Lying again. Lying again. Yeah, that's it. Nick. Charles, by the way, uh, I read up on The Wrestler. I'm going to talk about it tomorrow. I've got a little segment uh, I'm going to bring up. I did not forget about you. He threw in a super chat while we weren't going live uh, yesterday and sent me the, the backstory on it. 
All right, bets today, obviously brought to you by DraftKings. Make sure you use that code BOOSTER. First round U.S. Open. Max Homa over Ricky Fowler. Ooh, I like that. Fowler one. was plus 100. I like the Homa pick, not to win it, but I like him the first round, minus 120. Yeah. Uh, just to, to be better. Tie, can't have a tie, got to be better. And then Brooks Kepka, Patrick Cantlay, the artist, painting pretty pictures. Kepka shot 62 in the practice round. Still practice. I don't know if I love that. It's like having good, it's like hitting good batting practice before the game. Like I'd almost rather hit bad in batting practice or going to the driving range and hitting good. Mm. I never play good after I get in the driving range. But it doesn't matter. God's punishing me this month anyway. So I like I both those matchups, man. I almost took those. I decided to go with Justin Thomas to have a first round lower than Bryson DeChambeau, though. That's minus 115. And then Scotty Scheffler to finish in the top 10 here in the first round today at plus 225. All right, there's nothing left to bet. Run out That's of stuff true. to bet. No NBA. I'm out here betting golf. I hate betting Major League Baseball, too. All right, give me the Dodgers and the Astros money line. I'm going to the dark side of the force, plus 170. And then give me Olsen. Every time I bet a Kuna to hit a home run, he never does. But you know who does? Matt Olsen. Mm. So give me Matt Olsen with the tank and the Braves to beat the Rockies, I believe, at home? I'm the be- Rocky- I thought the Rockies. It's either the Rockies are at home. It's, it's the Rockies. I immediately want to take Acuna to hit a home run now. Well, like, I'm going to be honest with you. I, <laughs> for, some, for some reason, I can't figure out whether Olsen is spelled with an O in between the S and the N or an E. So I just went with the O, which is probably wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Matt, please, one time for the city. All right. Oh, and if that hits, up. Braves did sweep the Tigers yesterday. But the nerf he didn't hit, of course, it didn't. It All is right. with an O. It is with an O. Yeah. Nice. All right. Baby Cone. Or excuse me. Ace Cone. My bad. Didn't mean to uh, uh, misname, dead name uh, Ace Cone there. Raise A's Nerfy, minus 120. And then Dylan Cease, absolutely pumping gasoline. I like the White Sox, man, even though they beat the Dodgers last night and screwed up my parlay. Over five and a half Ks. That's at minus 120. All right. By the way, uh, Ace is leading the month. I think Blaine's in second. I think you're in third. I, I don't matter anymore. I'm done like, it's not a good situation. I don't know how many bets I'm missing at this point. It's a good bet. Good bet. I don't only think it's like four. Yeah. No way four. it's only four. I missed like, miss like four days betting. Oh, look at I'll put the standings, uh, standing, uh, standings up there tomorrow. Jesus. Also, uh, we're going to put the Booster Club standings for the month. Right now, we are on pace to shatter the amount of bets we had last month. Want to keep that going. I uh, want to get over 1,000 because eventually, I mean, it's just going to be absolutely <laughs> And I have nuts. the shirts. And the shirts. Rigantic. All right. If you win, you get the Hall of Fame shirt uh, and maybe something else as well. And we're sending uh, Swanee, we got you as well, and the bat. All right. We got the bat. And I do got to give a shout out to Stephen Moore uh, for sending the wedding gift. And guess what it was? French Bistro Cookbook. Wow. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. So we, we know even French more now. French Bistro Cookbook. So what happens when you're not a spine? Why don't you, you move to, to France? You don't yeah, dude. Why are you here? I don't Why'd you come back? Yeah. Guys, look. Polyvoo Francais? Guys, look. Don't, don't. What'd you just call me? Huh? Huh? Don't call me that. All right. Let's get some donations. <laughs> I if anybody has anything to complain about. Um, Cole Frank, $2 donation. Thank you, Cole, who's always been a real one. <laughs> Makeup is a lie. Sorry, producer Justine. Don't lie to her. Whatever. <laughs> don't apologize to her, so excuse me. I don't goal. care. Sasha, $2 donation. Blaine is insensitive and incorrect comments. Well, you know what? That's too long. Make it shorter. And I want to 
Woosaw. I thought Blaine legitimately got upset. Woosaw. Brian Hall, $5 donation. Thank you, Brian. I've always said makeup, hair dyeing, uh, plastic surgery is false advertising. I agree with Blaine. Blaine, women lie more and mostly indirectly. Well, let me ask you this, though, honestly. Okay, then. I bet if we dropped you 150 years ago, like in there, and you saw the girls walking around there, you'd be praying for makeup. So you seen pictures of them, like the oil paintings? Okay? These aren't Victoria's Secret models. Okay, they've only gotten better looking. Technology, science. Sweatpants, okay, well, hair tied, gentlemen, no makeup on. That's when you're the prettiest, baby. I hope that you don't take that wrong. Ooh. Shout out Drake. Charles Dossett. Get some Genucell. $2 donation. Blaine missed all three of my super chats. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Perfect. <laughs> Let's go back to Cole Frank. $2 donation. Thank you, Cole. Blaine is the man of the people. Cole, you are the man of the people. I think Cole Frank is somebody like, who is that? It's Who's, Cole. Which one of your best buddies is that? I've never met him in, in real life, but in spirit, we're bras. <laughs> bras. Wait, do we have all access today? Yes. All access today. Y'all get in there. Hop in. Be good all time. the access. Uh, Mad Veg said, I'd like to see Hovland win just because he seemed like a nice dude. I think Hovland might be the nicest guy on tour. Yeah, like, I mean, he's carrying his boy's bags like 24 hours after kind of falling off a cliff at the end of the tourney. Yeah. No, after winning it, I'm tripping. After winning, after the, after he won the tournament, I've, Losing the memorial? Was it the memorial? Yeah, was, Something yeah, like that. He was carrying was, his boys' yeah. bags. That's friendship. All right, so uh, Spy Guy 024 saying Blaine is a man of the people is like saying David is short. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, it's hilarious. That's a funny one. Remember that one time App State beat y'all? It's crazy. <laughs> um, stop throwing stuff at me. All right, let's go to uh, Byron Davis, hashtag Patriot Jake. No, ju- no, Justine. How about that? Go ahead. Uh, he says, hashtag Patriot Jake. But forget his southern roots. Forget about America. Just make them ribs, baby. Yes. Okay. Wait. Hold on. I don't. <laughs> I love America. How about uh, that? No fun league sports channel. Do you guys have a merch shop? Yes. yes Daily do. Wire. Uh, go check it out. It's under Originals, not extra crispy. Uh, and get that flame and dragon candle. Get those candles right there. Get up those there. candles and uh, get some shirts. We want to put some new stuff in there. So just sell it out, or just one rich person go in there and buy it all. We also have a Discord. Also have a Discord. Also have a Discord. We need to start. I'll get the link sent in the chat. Yeah, we need to get the right link too because I screwed up and put the wrong. Link. Buy your wife a candle. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so she'll stop lying. My RFF, it's a lifestyle, baby. Good to see you in here. It's the first time seeing you in here today. Plastic surgery is good and bad. I was born with a cleft lip. Um, trying to make it. Uh, trying. I was trying to look like a scary baby doll, but I'm good now. Nice. Look, you went from Chucky to Lucky. You'd love to see it. All right, what's the poll? Um, the poll is who will have a better first year in the SEC. Texas mm. or Oklahoma. Mm. Look at the schedule. I would say... Ooh. Against my better judgment, I'll ride with Texas. God, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Dave. 50, I'm with you. 59%. Texas. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Texas, 53%. Is, are, we, are we stupid to pick Texas? No. No, I don't think so. Well, we're about to find out. Yeah. Is your final answer, Trebek? That's my final answer, Trevor. Texas, 70 Woo! Wow, they percent. really they believe. Sark. Oklahoma, Sark in the house. 30%. Mm. Mm. Wow. Great show, guys. Great show. Good to be back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, great to be back live. Going to be back live tomorrow. There will be a couple days in the future where we're not able to go live because we're doing something very, very cool. Okay? And that's it. That's all I can say about it. But just know we love you. And like the chances of there being an easy schedule in the SEC at all ever, we're going, going. Gone.